Welcome fellow empowerment seekers and lifelong learners. This is your host, Kristen Brown. I'm super excited to introduce to you someone today that I had a whole lot of fun recording with. She is someone who is jovial, lighthearted, fun, funny, but very wise and has a lot of education under her belt in the medical field. Her name is Dr. Tomi Mitchell, and she is a certified mental health and wellness coach who helps working professionals overcome mental health challenges and burnout. After a decade of running a medical practice, she was left burnt out and frustrated with the limitations of the traditional healthcare system. She decided to pivot in her career and wholeheartedly pursued a holistic approach to healthcare. Dr. Tomi has been featured multiple times in Kevin MD. She is a regular contributor to Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global. She's an executive contributor on Brains Magazine, and she is a regular feature on Pick TV Network. Dr. Tomi has helped thousands of clients over the years and is a highly sought-out speaker for mental health and wellness topics. Dr. Tomi and I agreed so much on our philosophies, you can constantly hear us saying to each other, 100%, 100%. So with that, let's jump in. Here's Dr. Tomi. Dr. Tomi Mitchell, what an honor it is to have you here. I've been looking forward to this conversation for, I don't know, I think we've been in contact for a couple of weeks, and yes. I just... I just love everything that you're about. I love the work you're doing in the world. I think this is going to be an incredible episode for everybody. I just want to give you a big welcome. Thank you. Could you start out by sharing with us a little bit about your backstory to becoming a mental health and wellness coach? I know you have an MD. Yeah. So I have been practicing medicine for over a decade and I went to medicine because I wanted to help people. And ultimately I believed medicine will be a skill that I'll be able to help my family, if not save my family's life one day. That was what I thought wow. you know, growing up. But ironically that actually did happen in 2020. So I worked really hard with the passion to help people, which was great. However, it was exhausting because you want to help people who want to be helped. Not everyone wants to be accountable to their health and own up to it and because I took on a large practice well I took I took on a large practice it grew to like 5,000 patients which normal doctors have like 1,500 so mine was a little insane wow. I thought to myself you know we'll start off with this holistic practice I'll teach them the framework of health you know if they continue to do the right things eat and live the right way and take ownership then I wouldn't they won't need me so much when I get older but that actually didn't work out. <laughs> so, you know, there was lots of chronic illnesses, lots of stuff that came up, plus the stuff that people have like very little control over. So it made for a very busy life. And this was before I had kids. So I call that BC. So after kids- I do too. Like, you I do, do too? I thought I was original. I also call it when I'm single, when I was single. Isn't that weird? Well, you know, yeah. that's I, and I don't mean partner. I mean, like, I don't know when I was single without kids anyway. Yeah, life was completely different. <laughs> yeah, so then I had kids, and as my luck and life turned out, my pregnancies were all challenging, like extreme from conception to childbirth to post childbirth, from nausea, vomiting, bleeding, threatened miscarriages, you name it. So I had two kids in three years, 
and a whole lot of stuff happened and I was literally exhausted. And then 2019, December, just before Christmas, I had my second daughter. Then when she was four days old, she stopped breathing after I fed her and broke her on my lap. I was like, I picked her up and I'm like, oh my goodness, she's literally stiff as a board. Oh my Now gosh. that is the scariest thing ever. So yes. I, thankfully I thought to, you know, do CPR, bang her back, like give her a rattle and she came through. And then my husband and I, we went to the eMERGE, she got admitted to the pediatric ward, and then the drama really continued. So I stayed with her because I'm a mama bear. I, I basically, he went home, but I stayed because that's just what we do. And I watched my little girl, I camped by her bed. And thankfully there was a monitor on her to check her oxygen levels. And from the time she was admitted at 11.30, 12 midnight till 8 a.m., her oxygen levels went from normal 99%. To as low as 51 percent wow and we typically intubate babies and kids we get worried when it dips in the 80s mm-hmm. and then we're talking about intubation so my kid was hitting 51 and this happened six times over the night and i remember getting up to the nurses calling the call bell and saying my child isn't breathing something is wrong and they said oh she's fine it's just reflux and i remember them even changing the machine saying maybe it's just the machine so they changed the machine, the exact same monitors were flying, going ding, 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 ding. And my kid is seizing, but they're telling me it's just reflux. So it's eight in the morning. Yep, it's eight in the morning. And I am like, okay, I'm exhausted. I'm worried. My child is not right. And I was like, okay, they haven't called the doctor. And my kid, my baby needs me. So I called a friend who's a pediatrician and I said, look, this is what's happening. And she's like, oh my God, didn't they call the doctor on call? Who's now on call? Cause shift change happens like 7.38. And I was like, no, they haven't. So then she said, I'm gonna go call her. She called her. Then the, the pediatrician came in and the nurses were like, oh, she's fine. And then they did some investigations. Long story short, my, da- my daughter ended up in ICU, actually two different ICUs. And she was there for over a week. And that is me begging for my child to breathe. And then, yeah, and then ironically, the same day they finally admitted that there was something wrong that needs to be admitted to ICU, I went to the bathroom after they finally made a decision on my child, and then I hemorrhaged. So, like, the blood, it was like a murder crime scene. Like, it was absolutely disgusting. So I became a patient at that point. And I'm like, oh, God, no, because this happened with my first pregnancy. I hemorrhaged twice. And so I'm like, okay, this began again. Bottom line is that happened five times more. I had to advocate for myself with healthcare providers that this is what I need to help me because I've had this happen before. I remember being poo-pooed or they're like, why are you worried? Your vitals are fine. But I know I'm bleeding clots bigger than my hand and as fat as an inch. I'm like, this is not good. Oh, your blood pressure is fine. I'm like, yeah, that's high for me my blood pressure is normally low no, very low normal like 90 over 70 or 88 mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. me being in the 120s 130s that's my body's way of saying uh please get your poop together save me that's high blood pressure for me so basically feeling ignored my daughter being ignored me begging for my daughter's life me begging for them to believe me that she isn't breathing and they even knew I was a doctor, which is funny. They'll say, oh, you're Dr. Mitchell. And in my heart, I'm like, oh, crap. 
So yeah, they knew who I was because I'd worked there for a decade. Mm-hmm. And um, so that happened. And I went back to work a week later after, you know, I had my situation because I had a business to run. And then May 25th happened, which we all know what happened then with George Floyd. And I remember seeing him on the floor begging for his mommy. And honestly, that is when I broke mm-hmm. because I saw like any mom with a heart sees, sees that and her heart breaks, right? Mm-hmm. And then me triggered to when I was begging for my own daughter's life and they're poo-poo me telling me it's just reflux, which it wasn't. Mm-hmm. The anger inside of me came out. You know, this is like 20 years of being made to feel like you're a second-class citizen mm-hmm. and serving a healthcare team that frankly didn't treat me with a quarter of the respect I gave my patients. Mm-hmm. Then COVID hit and all the safety issues of COVID and the lack of PPE and everything, everything. And then being called that, you know, being a, exposed to COVID at the office at work. I was just like, I'm done. Why am I busting my, breaking myself to this point to serve this system? Yeah, the medical I, system. Yeah, the medical yeah. system. Yeah. So I basically told my, my staff, like, I'm done cancel my day, cancel my week. I don't know when I'm coming back. And then quite honestly, I'm not. And I, I have too much distrust, at least where I live, well, where I'm moving, I'll be leaving here in the next few months, but too much distrust in general, because like I said, this is 20 years. It's not just like one situation, two, three, four. This was just the tip of the iceberg for me. And I wanted to be in a place where I could help people who perhaps have gone through similar situations or they feel like they don't have a voice. It doesn't have to be the same situation as mine, but it definitely can be. Because I can tell you my experiences with the healthcare system and even as a student, the education system really way toll my mental health. Mm-hmm. It broke me down. 2020, yeah. I was like, why am I even alive? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, how can I feel this way? I have two beautiful daughters that I literally would give my life for. Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. So I um, decided like I am done. And actually, interestingly enough, when COVID hit in March, I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just do some coaching um, certification? So I did a health and life coach certification, you know, with a three-month-old at home while my one business was shut down because it wasn't essential. So, you know, but mm-hmm. not knowing that later on that year, I would truly embrace it as, as a, not just something that I'm nerding out over because I love to learn, mm-hmm. but something that I'm actually going to use to pursue a career to help others. Yeah. So this, I, I put my practice for sale. I own the building, I own the business. I put it for sale and I was like, no, because when I make up my mind about something, I've made up my mind. When I'm done, mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I stand by my values. If something doesn't work with my values, it goes against my beliefs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a part of it. Right. I don't care. I'll rather be, I'll rather struggle in a corner than subject myself to that situation. Absolutely. And that goes to anything in life. That's called integrity. Mm-hmm. Taking a stance in what is right. Mm-hmm. I love that. So that's, yeah. So that's kind of my backstory. Like 2020, it was that's when, you know, poop hit the fan, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like it's funny that you say that, Dr. Tell me, because <laughs> I just had this thought yesterday. I thought I'm seeing so many different people shift in the most beautiful and amazing ways from 2020. 
I mean, I see this blossoming that's happening right now in the world. I see people just stepping into these different arenas and not just in career, but just emotion. Like, I don't know, I'm watching this shift happening around me and I'm, I'm pleased for it. I do feel like all things are purposeful and mm-hmm. be one of the positives that's coming from the whole COVID-19 yes. situation is that, that, that time home cocooning gave, I think it gave us as collectively yes. a space to really be with ourselves rather than caught up in the damn rat race. Yes. And, you know, the, the distractions. I know that was the part for me was not being just staying here. Yeah. Same here. You had to realize what's most important at yeah. that point, right? Oh, for sure. The extra fluff didn't matter. <laughs> it did not matter. It and did not matter. It's a blessing. So yeah. you say on your website, I was reading, you said holistic wellness is caring for the person's whole being. And so I would like to give us a little bit of just a little bit of um, a definition of what you mean by holistic wellness and the whole being. Yeah, so the traditional medical model is very much into the physical aspect of somebody's health, where we categorize people into boxes. You're a diabetic, you have cancer, you have lung disease, you have COPD, right? Mm-hmm. And then there are treatments for it. <laughs> well, we are so much greater than a diagnosis. Our health is impacted by so many factors. It can be impacted by where we live. If you live in an old town that's by an old mine, chances are your town probably has higher rates of cancer because you're exposed to these chemicals. Like if you live next to Chernobyl, which was where a nuclear right. um, situation happened, you, you can bet that there are situations in your health and moving down. Or if you live in, J- in Japan, when Hiroshima happened, you bet there are significant issues in your family history. Mm-hmm. That's environment, right? Or if your parents smoked, you bet you might have you know, asthma or lung issues down the road. Okay, so that's one piece of the holistic health. Social, who is there around you to support you? Who's feeding into you, right? Yeah, who are your five, right? Who are your five closest people? Because they often determine who you are or who you will be. That's why parents will often say, don't hang around bad company, right? Because they know that it's going to wear on you mm-hmm. and you will eventually become like those people or be more complacent in your values, right? Mm-hmm. There's a mental part, an emotional part of health. Going through life, repeat traumas, repeat experiences, childhood wounds, they all impact our life. What happened to us as a, chi- as a child will affect the way we view ourselves and the world our identity, our beliefs are grounded in childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. So in my coaching, we go over those areas. Another aspect of your life is financial health. Let's face it. If you're making $11 an hour, $10 an hour at a grocery store, living check to check and the pandemic hits, you know that you can't work from home. There's no Zooming at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. You have to be there. Otherwise, you can't feed your family. You can't feed yourself versus somebody who works in an office job who works at a desk all day can very easily work from home, Mm -hmm. right? Same experience of a pandemic, but totally different situations. That's why I say we're not all in the same boat because we're not. Mm -hmm. Some people are on a canoe or raft and other people are on like 
a cruise ship, right? Mm -hmm. Totally different experience. And some are swimming, doggy paddling. Right, Dog literally. <laughs> Drowning, Yeah. right? So let's keep it real. Mm -hmm. 100%. So yeah. So and then there's into, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. Yeah. So there's intellectual health, et cetera. So I look at the whole wellness wheel and dissect it and see how we can improve those areas to improve your overall health. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree with that. And would you classify spirituality in there? 100%. So spiritual health is one of those as well. Like that is key because studies show that those who believe in a higher power outside themselves do so much better than those who don't have any belief. 100%. I, I, so, I agree with that. 100%. And one of the questions on my coaching intake form is, do you believe in higher power? And if so, what do you call that higher power? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me because I have coached a lot of people. I did hair for 30 years. So I've been around so many people. And yes. sometimes people are a little, you know, wishy-washy about what they believe. But if you probe a little further, they might say, well, I believe in nature or I believe yep. in life or I believe in universe. You know, they're not willing to call it God, which is perfectly fine. I feel anybody can name it anything they want. Mm -hmm. However, I, it's, it's interesting that I, it is such, in my opinion, such an innate part of us. It is part of us that even if you investigate with people, for the most part, people do do believe that, but I also feel that that spiritual aspect is left on the back burner. It's kind of one of those things that people aren't really spending much time in because they're in the rat race. Yeah. It can happen a lot. Yeah. That spiritual part is really important. Yeah. So speaking about the rat race, I was reading on your website and you were talking about perfection and burnout. And I thought, you know, originally you and I had had something that I do want to go into. We had a topic that we had discussed, yeah. I think is bomb. And I do want to touch on that, but I was like, Oh, I think she's the type of person that I can talk about all kinds of things with. So oh, yeah. I wanted to go 100%. into the, the perfection yeah. and burnout because a lot of people are just to the grind every day, trying to be the best parent and spouse and professional they can be. And they're trying to do for everybody else. Always they're forgetting about mm -hmm. themselves. They're getting burned out. They don't know why they're burned out because their intention is pure. They're trying to mm -hmm. be a good person, yet there's something missing. So I'm wondering if you could share with us some ways that, that my listeners could learn to balance all of that and care for yeah. self in the meantime. Definitely. So I have this basic framework or pillars I use when I identify any problems. So the first step, first step is you need to look at your mindset, beliefs, and identity and really go through that, all right? You, then you need to like step back from the situation and evaluate it objectively. Like what's really going on? What are the factors that are affecting me feeling this way? Like, where is my time being spent? Where's my money being spent, right? Mm -hmm. You have to um, like take, act, um, say yes to self, that's a key one. So a lot of people, especially nurturers, which tend to be typically women, mm -hmm. we tend to say, yeah, sure. I can do that. Oh yeah. I can be on another committee. Oh yeah. I can bake 20 dozen cookies for tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. And then at work. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're trying to prove ourselves in a very male dominated place at the expense of ourselves. We have to have boundaries mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, 
there is one of you, you are one in 8 billion. Like there is nobody like you. Even identical twins are not identical, right? right? So you have to say, I am of value. I am worthy and prioritize your health. You should can do that by making time every week, if not every day for you and putting yourself in the calendar first. Now I had to learn this the hard way because I put everyone first wasn't me me too but the ironic thing the people that you are sometimes helping will tell you that you're selfish Uh so it's like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't so you might as well do you that's right I agree right that was my conclusion right I had that same conclusion yes (laughs) I'm busting my hump for everybody and it's not enough well, how about if I stop busting my hump for everybody and then see how it is and see how yeah. it goes. And you oh, know, it actually went better. It actually went yeah. better. You have to, you have to lay those boundaries. You have to treat yourself the way you want others to treat you. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say no, thank you or not right now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a sign of weakness. Yes. So the the next step is to take empowered action. You actually have to do something. Take ownership, not just think, oh, my life sucks. This is so hard. I don't know what to do. I'll just sit here and Netflix and chill. Yeah, like, no, you actually have to do something. Whether it's your mental health, physical health, financial health, relationship, it's active work right? A lot of people say things like, oh, relationships shouldn't be hard. Mm -hmm. You know, if it was love, it shouldn't be hard or it shouldn't hurt. Not necessarily. Good things take work. In my life, every good thing in my life, I had to bust my lady balls to get there. I had to go through a lot of heartbreak and sweat and tears and blood, literally. Yeah, you've had that too. (laughs) Right? Trans transfusions later you oh know to get to where I needed yeah like look at this I look at my life when I became, went to medical school I was actually in the Caribbean and on day 10 my school gets hit by a category 5 hurricane stop it yes girl stop <laughs> I thought I detected so an accent I thought I detected an accent where's your accent yeah from? well I was in the Cayman Islands I've lived all over the world that's the okay. thing I'm kind of like hodgepodge like I I, I'm African by origin, Nigerian. I started school in the UK and then I moved to Canada and I've lived from coast to coast, right? And I've lived in US, I've lived in Georgia. I've lived in Maine. I've lived in the Caribbean. So I don't know, really know what I am. Yeah, no, you got a whole bunch going on there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I love it because, you know, it just gives me this cultural diversity, this cultural wealth that I can relate to so many people. Yes. And that's one thing people love about me. I, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or you are out of a job, out of luck, at your bottom end. I can relate to you. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. Yes, and I'm mm-hmm. thankful. And that part of that gift is because it's called the hard knock life. You have to have gone through stuff, right? It makes right. you appreciate things a lot more and fight for what is yours. 100%. So that was the second pillar and there's, there's a third. Yeah. So there's five. So those, oh, five. You know, yeah. So, and then accountability is the last one. So mm-hmm. it's one thing taking empowered action, but in life you have to have accountability because if most people are 
like me that if someone's not like if you're not accounting to somebody it's very easy to say i'll do it later Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's why i have a coach i actually have a few coaches i have business coach i have like my personal development high performance coach i have accountability partners people i talk to and say hey where are you with this let's work on the next challenge together right I have my own intrinsic accountability piece, things that I do on myself, like with my uh, fitness watches, when I'm like, okay, how active am I today? How many steps have I done? How many bottles of water have I drank? You know, so accountability is key. So how, would you have any advice or direction for somebody who really is struggling with trying to be accountable just because it's so, there's so many things and they're so out there and they've gotten themselves into such a hole that Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know if I need to go this direction first or this direction first or that, you know, where, how can they sort of narrow it down to like, where do I need to be accountable first? Yeah. They first have to stop. Mm -hmm. Think about who are they? What do they want? What is their goal? Okay. And the things in their life, are they bringing them towards their goal or are they detracting it from it? Right. Mm -hmm. And then clear out the things in your life that you don't need. And that might be hard, especially if you people are used to you saying, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. There might be a moment of like insecurity, like, okay, but this job is really nice. It's like your second or third job. It gives you little perks. Maybe you get like benefits from the store, but is it really worth not eating well and going through a drive through every day and not seeing your kids? Mm-hmm. No, you might need to cut back certain things so you can live within your means. And then grow from there, but don't sacrifice certain things. Your health should not be on the chopping block. Well, and I think that's something that we've learned from the quarantine situation is is to simplify. I mean, it's really, really this whole FOMO culture that we're going to miss out if we don't look at the Mm -hmm. social media or watch the TikTok or do the Netflix or whatever. There's this whole FOMO thing going on. and, And really, when we can get super simple, just really break it down to what it, what's important to me right now and stop worrying about what the world thinks. Like you said, if some people fall away, if things fall away or people get upset, so what? Exactly. You know, the universe will provide. So if, if we exactly. lose something that's not good for us, something more amazing is going to fill that spot, but we need to be willing to let that go. Yes. And also to be willing to be on your own for a period of time. A lot of people found that they couldn't be on their own. They didn't have enough within them. They couldn't find the inner strength or they couldn't enjoy the company of themselves. Yes. But they had to be distracted by something else. Mm -hmm. Right. But sometimes we need to just be on our own and reflect and write down those things that are on your mind, those dreams, aspirations, write them down so that when life happens and you're like lost, you can look back and be grounded. So write what they are and date it. Mm-hmm. and keep on writing and dating and write putting those goals down and putting the date when you accomplish them so when life happens and it's crappy it's like look life does not always suck because look on such and such dates I did this and it could have mm-hmm. been as simple as I went to the gym a whole twice in one week mm-hmm. instead of like twice in a year or for someone who's suffering with major depression look I got my hair colored when I haven't had it done in years because I couldn't get out and find my, find it within myself. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be big or grandiose. 
it's, celebrate the small wins. It, yes. It's about being your own cheerleader. I talk about that yes. all the time. Like really yes. getting, getting, we're, we're so busy giving this love out, turn it in, start exactly. all that stuff that you're supporting and, and yahooing everybody else, start turning it into yourself. You know, um, I think another thing that a lot of people have learned through this whole COVID situation is how resilient we can be, but it, some people are struggling in that area. They're really yes. getting completely knocked backwards from this yes. thing and yeah. they, they're having a difficult time rising out of it. They're, yes. they're still very much afraid, even though there's vaccines and there's mm -hmm. all kinds of things that are going on right now with that numbers are going down, but still they I was watching a TikTok where the guy said, I'm still wearing my mask because I have anxiety. It's like, mm -hmm. yes, I'm vaccinated. Yes, this, yeah, but I still have anxiety. And there's this piece about resiliency that I want to speak yes. about. And just for simplicity purposes, I looked up the exact definition, which is for resilient, which is an ability to withstand or recover quickly from difficult situations. So yes. How is it that a person can build up their resiliency? How you, you talk about the seven C's of resiliency, and I would love to hear them. Yeah. So the seven C's are came from a gentleman, I think his last name is Gainsburg. He's a he was a pediatrician. So I did not come up with these. Mm -hmm. There's seven C's. So the first one is competence, believing that you have the skills to do what you need to do. And I must add, these seven C's ideally should be nurtured and grown in childhood. Because if they're not, you will be the anxious, worried, feel like you're a failure, feel like you're a fraud, imp imposter syndrome kind of category. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. So as parents, it's really important that A, we teach these things to ourselves, but make sure our kids learn. And the fact is the only way you can, well, one way to become a resilient is actually going through stuff. Right. If life is handed to you, if everything is done for you as a child and a young adult, how are you supposed to learn? Mm -hmm. Right. So don't be a helicopter parent. Don't pick up after your kids. Let them do it. Mm -hmm. Expect them to do it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they'll be living in your basement forever. <laughs> yes. I tell I always say that we need to teach our children to become high functioning adults. Yes. And we can't do that if we're doing everything for them. Yes. Kids are, yes. Kids are so amazing. They're more resilient than we think. We are programmed to when we fall, we get back up again. Look at a baby toddler learning to walk. They don't fall once and like, oh my goodness, I fell on my butt. I'm not going to try again. Mm -hmm. No, they get right back up. They fall a hundred thousand times, but they keep on getting up. Mm -hmm. Because in their mind, it's like, mommy or daddy or whoever can walk i'm gonna walk my big sister can walk i'm gonna go chase them mm -hmm. but then it's society and that says oh you can't do this oh be careful you're gonna fall <laughs> you know i'm not saying that's a bad thing but i'm just using mm -hmm. a very simple example mm -hmm. to where that resilient spirit is you know pushed down yes yeah. it takes a lot for a child to be born like mm -hmm. you've seen a woman give birth. It's a process. Mm -hmm. That's one tough cookie to be born. Yes, it is. The, the, whole, <laughs> thing, gotta, the, the whole, whole thing, thing is crazy. I mean, it how the whole crazy. thing even works out with cells yeah. joining and thing is yeah, just like, even myself, I'm just amazed how it works. So we're resilient people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next is confidence in oneself, right? 
That's so important. The third is connection, feeling that you are connected to your to society, that you have supports, you have a network. Mm-hmm. And in the world of COVID, a lot of people said, oh, I can't see A, B, C, D. And I get it. It was hard. I, my, my baby who was born three months prior didn't see her grandparents hardly ever and doesn't really know them as a result. But we are socially connected through internet. We can call. Yeah. Right? And now the world is opening up. We can go outside and it's warm and beautiful. So there's a connection. And if you don't know anybody, you can find friends. Over the pandemic, I met, I've made friends, more friends than I've made in probably the past 10 years of my adult life. Mm, interesting. And that's through social media. Mm-hmm. That's through things like what me and you are doing. Mm-hmm. That's through Clubhouse. That's through joining Facebook groups or common interest things or taking a course and finding students that share the same passion as you. Mm-hmm. It's being out there. The other C is character. You have to know what your values are. Your values should not change depending on the day and, and the people that you are around. Who you are on when no one is watching should be the same person when people are watching. Mm-hmm. With me, what you see is what you get. I am a straight up, I'm loving, but I'm a no BS kind of person. I will not lie to you. I will tell you the truth in love. You guys can't see this, but I was just pointing at myself. On the yeah, video. <laughs> right? You're going to get so much love, but you're going to get the truth because I, yes. I, I just can't BS. I can't either. It just irks me. I, I don't have time for it. No, it, that's the thing is that it, it takes so much time trying to pussyfoot around people. And, exactly. And you know what? There's universal truths that resonate if someone's heart is open to hear them. And I think we started this conversation off saying that we need to be open and yes to hear truth and the fact that somebody speaks truth to us initially is going to upset the ego it for a closed heart and an ego-minded person yes you're if you really i've i've often said that if you've got a truth teller in your camp you are blessed because that person loves you enough to tell you the truth and loves themselves enough to tell you the truth that they don't have to worry about being liked. You know, they're just going to say, Hey, this is what I know to be true. What I'm seeing happening here is this. And to have those people in your camp, I think is, is extraordinary. It is. And they're rare. Yeah. But it's very important. You have to be truthful and you're right. There are universal truths. I believe. I tell, I tell my friends, I'm like, challenge me. Don't just agree with me. If you, do yes. think, if you do think I'm right, thank you. That's nice. I'm appreciating the validation, but challenge me, ask me questions. See if I'm not seeing something that I should be seeing because I want to know. Yes. I don't want to live in just, oh yeah, I'm, I'm right. I don't want to be that. I want to be no. micro all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lifelong learners. And it's interesting. I told that I to like my that. Co- Life, yeah, lifelong learners. learners. Love it. Yeah. I call it seekers, like, but yeah. Oh yeah. Seekers too. Nerd out. Whatever you want to call it. Love it. <laughs> like I have, a, I have one of my coach, actually two of my coaches. I tell them, look, I want you to challenge me. Like bring it on, bring it on. And let's just talk about that real quick. Dr. Tomi, what that means is for, for me, I want to hear what it means for you too, but for me, it's yeah. bring it on it because I have experienced so much freedom truthfully and peace after being challenged i grew Same. from it and i just feel mm-hmm. I, I feel better and then it makes me want to go even further 
where yeah. I feel like some people don't even want to enter that zone for mm-hmm. fear, but I, I just want to implore people and I want to hear what you have to say, your experiences from being challenged. My whole life was a challenge yeah. from day one, you know, where I was told I was no good. I would make it. I'll never find love. I'll be alone, blah, blah, blah. The list went on. Well, that just uh, made me initially it was like, it was hurtful. Don't get me wrong. But my attitude is I'm going to prove you wrong. Okay. Which is good. However, I think like part of it, I took it too far as an adult and that led to burnout because mm. again, those childhood experiences of being told you're no good or just derogatory comments. So you feel that you have to prove yourself, prove your worth. So I worked my tush off to the extreme. Mm-hmm. And how did you correct that? How did you catch yourself or someone who might having a light bulb moment right now going, holy crap, that's me. How, how did you catch that and, and have that awareness? It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm being extreme here. Yeah, I'm pretty stubborn. So it took me to, like I said, it took 2020 almost dying, seeing my daughter almost die, COVID and everything else that's happened to finally say, let me say, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a human first. I love that. I need to be a human first because up until this point as an adult, I've been an MD. I got a medical degree in 2008. And once you become a doctor, that name follows you. It doesn't matter even if you're not practicing, it follows you. And there are labels and expectations that come on that name. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea, which is, I think is mythical that you should always put others first and be all knowing and all present and always accessible, which is so wrong because that leads to burnout. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's a real problem. Like I know we're kind of like, tra- I'm going off topic, but it's, I think it's on topic, like physicians, people think, you know, they have the best life. They have all these nice things. You see Beverly Hills, 90210, Beverly Hills doctor. Yeah. There are doctors like that. There are few and far between the average doctor is not like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, physicians have the highest rate of suicide out of all professions. Get out of here. I did not know that. Yes. I have this article in um, Kevin MD and it's called Dirty Little Secrets. And one of them is we have the highest rate every day in America, at least one physician commits suicide. Yeah. And you think from the expectations put on them and the, you are the almighty, you're one step. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then also our traits of like being hardworking and diligent and high standards is a double-edged sword. And again, this is another article I wrote too. It's a blessing and it's also a curse. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing because it helps you get into medical school and succeed and to push hard and to help your patient. It can be like a curse if you don't keep it in check. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have to chill. You have to take time to breathe, to regenerate your soul, your body. And I had to literally come to a halt where I literally took, it was like, I didn't even step out of my house for two weeks and I stayed home with my girls. I have never done that in my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is what normal people do a whole weekend to myself and another day and another day. It was so surreal. Mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. I know this is what right? I'm saying. I think so much has come from this for so many yeah. people. It's like, oh, these two little kids. I think to myself, 
all I really wanted dec a decade ago was to have my family and maybe work two or three days a week. Mm -hmm. But then life happened, right? Mm -hmm. And then he just took on more and then this and that and this until it snowballed into this. Suddenly you're the CEO owner of three businesses and you're like, what the heck is going on? Right, right. Overwhelmed. So what, Overwhelmed. Are, the, what are the last three C's of resiliency? Contribution. You should feel that you have a part to play in society. That is so important. You should also have great coping strategies and that you should feel that you are, you have control over your response to situations. Mm -hmm. You are not helpless. A lot of people with a fixed mindset believe, oh, I, it's, it's not my fault. Oh, I can't change it. Oh, it's somebody else. Yes, there are other factors, but we have a role, a part to play that's important in you being resilient. Mm -hmm. Like look at the COVID pandemic. Definitely it was a test, but I can say I actually came out on top. That didn't mean I didn't have like losses financially and all kinds of things because of business and, you know, whatever, whatever. However, I found myself, I regrounded myself. I pivoted. Mm -hmm. I realized that I need work that enables me to be the woman I'm supposed to be, that I'm intended to be that I have flexibility, that if the world shuts down, I can be anywhere, you know, as long as I have internet, I can still work. Mm -hmm. I needed to use my creativity. I love to write. I love poetry. I found myself like writing, like just recording poetry and putting it to music and just the creative side of me, which was there before I was a pre-med student taking all these science classes, mm -hmm. right? It came out and I'm like, I enjoy this. Mm. Let me find things that challenge me, that get me to use my gifts and still use my leverage, my decade plus experience as a physician. Yeah. What I really love is that you said the coping C, the C for coping in the resiliencies is that you have a role to play and you have a say. Yes. That's a lot of what we talk about here at the Sweet Empowerment Podcast and reclaiming our personal power is you get a say, damn it. You of course. get a say. And this you can not, have a flat say. Yes. Go down on your terms. This is your terms. <laughs> I love it. It's absolutely It's like you don't have to, to bend and mold and flex for anybody else if it does not fit into alignment with you. Yeah. And exactly. I can see how that's a C in the, in the seven Cs because- you do you this is all about you stop yeah. worrying about everybody else take care of, of number one because i do feel like yeah. we have to be number one or else we're not good for 100%. anybody else right 100%. yes so what's the last c so we have com um, competence confidence connection character contribution coping and control so those are seven c's okay so i think it was competence and control that we hadn't talked about yet yeah so oh yeah so the control is the last piece that you can influence the situations in your life, that you are not helpless. Mm -hmm. And the competence is that you have the necessary skills to get through life, or, or you have the ability to learn those skills, right? That's why the lifelong learner needs to be there. I am a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. I get like, look in the past year and a half, how many online courses have I purchased certifications? I'm probably at eight, mm -hmm. right? And they don't have to be super expensive. Some of mine were, you know, 
10 plus thousand dollars, but some were like $25 on mm-hmm. like Udemy where you mm-hmm. can learn hypnotherapy basics or learn how to make great floral bouquets, whatever it is that rocks your boat. Right. You can learn a new language. There are so many free apps online or websites that will teach you how to learn a new language mm-hmm. for free. Right. So really for the majority of us, what is our excuse? You can listen to podcasts where you can be, you know, riding on the bus or doing dishes or, you know, going for a walk and still learning. hundred percent. I feel every single day of my life, if I feel like, and this is not in an, in an obsessive way by any means, but Mm -hmm. I want to learn something every day. I'm the, I say the exact same thing. And when it happens, whether it's a patient that sold me something or somebody else, I'm like, thank you for that. I finally learned something today. Yes. And I love, and I love other people's thinking. I love the way people think, even whether I agree with it or not. Recently, my husband and I and another couple were sitting outside and we were talking and we were talking about all kinds of touchy subjects Mm -hmm. and all four of us thought four different ways. And I'm sitting there just like, wow, this is fascinating to listen to how, because the reason why I say that is because I know that I'm only one mind. I'm only one perception. And if something they say makes me go, Ooh, I didn't see it like that. Then that I have now learned and I can implement that into my morals and values and everything that makes me, me. Yeah. I can decide if that's something that I want to take on or not. But that's also part of learning because I think when we realize that we don't know it all, we're just one little tiny mind in this humongous universe mm-hmm. and, to, and to just be open to what other people have to say, if you're just open to hearing it, whether yeah. or not you agree with it or whether or not you want to adopt it as your own, you are yes. the open mind, open heart. That's what I always say. Exactly. And to add to that hearing, also to ask probing clarification clarifying questions a lot of people hear but they don't understand or we misunderstand right so you have to ask why and repeat it so that you both agree that you're on the same page right 100 percent. because not doing that you can leave the disagreements on friendships or relationships right you have to really understand don't take things superficial like go deep inquire and like you said that's that is, it's the perception that we are hearing whatever the thing it is. We're hearing it a certain way. That's not necessarily how the person meant. And when, exactly. we, when we can ask clarifying questions, which I'm a huge advocate of, I'm like, well, if I'm coaching someone about their relationship, I said, well, have you told them what you've told me? They're like, oh no. I'm like, well, they're the first person you need to go to. Exactly. Go to them. Yeah. And then, and then you can banter back and forth and mm-hmm. see are you getting me, you know, that whole thing about replay back to somebody, what they say to you to make sure that you hear them correctly. There's so much power in that and clarity and less drama. 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Tomi, it has been amazing having you here. Thank you so much for joining us on the sweet empowerment podcast. And I would love to know how my listeners can find you it may be your social media site, yeah. your website. What do you got for us? So my website is 
dot holistic with an H. So H O L I S T I C wellness, L E L L N E S strategies. So two S's in strategy. So S T R A G I E S dot com. Okay. Dot the com. long one. Oh, then Instagram, it's at mental wellness coach. So M E N T A L wellness coach underscore. Or honestly, if you Google Dr. Tommy Mitchell, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one. Oh, so that's my lucky. Lead. Yeah. There's like 60,000 Kristen Browns on Facebook. Yeah. Kristen <laughs> and Brown, they, you might as well have been Smith. I know. <laughs> I, I thought Kristen maybe it wouldn't be, but yeah, yeah. No. when I went Sorry. to buy the URL and it said that was mistaken, I'm like, there's another, and there's, there is, there's another author. I think she does. Oh, I, I think yeah, she, she does. There, um, there is. I think she does healing after a spouse dies or something like that. And well, there you go. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you know, but yeah. Okay. That is fantastic. And I super appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence and your knowledge and your insight and your humanness and your authenticity. Cause I'm all about the big a, I just love when people are just willing to be themselves and share their whole heart with us. And I believe it gives other people permission to do the same. hundred percent. And I, you know, I, I love that. I love it when my clients, when we do one-on-one -on -one coaching and it's like, they really get to bear it all and know that they're in a safe place. And right. then you teach them how to be more transparent yeah. to people that they need to be transparent to. I agree a hundred percent. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you. It was fun. We'll chat again later. Bye. I hope you all enjoyed this interview as much as I did. And if you did, I would sure appreciate it if you jumped over to iTunes and left me a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to share it with someone that you love. Until next time, everyone, remember, you matter.